If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. Uh, Larry Davis with his Ontario Federation of Agriculture representing Brant Haldeman and Norfolk and is with us now. Larry, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks. Thanks for asking. It's a sunny day, just as you mentioned, and uh, sun is always good unless we need rain. There you go. Are, are we making life easier or more difficult for farmers? We always talk about how we have to preserve our farms and, and, we, and the family farm and such, but are we really doing enough for our farmers? Are we making life easier or more difficult, does it seem? Well, that's a very good question. And, you know, right off the bat, I'm going to say uh, farm life is very rewarding. But on the other hand, uh, the we that you talk about, uh, the consumers and uh, general public, it, it seems are making things very difficult for, for farmers in that uh, they're scrutinizing everything we do. We have activists out there that are, that are trampling onto farms and invading barns and uh, looking at our livestock and telling farmers what to do. <laughs> We're in. Farmers have been doing this their entire lives, and they do know how to look after livestock. So we don't know why other people would be coming in and say, oh, you're doing it all wrong. No, uh, farmers know how. So it's, uh, it's rewarding, like I said, but uh, there are challenges. What is the recent issue regarding fertilizers? What's that all about? Oh, good question. And here again, uh, there was an announcement by our government, and I respect our governments, no matter where they are or which level they are. But uh, they came out with a, due to climate change, and rightly so, the, uh, the impression they put across to farmers was that we're losing nitrogen into the atmosphere, which is contributing to, of course, global warming. Well, uh, farmers have been on the ball on this long before the government said, wait a minute, you're causing a problem. Farmers don't want to lose uh, expensive fertilizer to atomization, whatever you want to call it, from the ground. So they they have adopted, a lot of them have adopted a program called 4R. It's the right place, the right source, uh, at the right time, and the right product. And if that is all followed, then we mitigate a lot of the problems that of losing, losing our fertilizer and uh, not having it for the crop to use. Now, when the government first came out and said this, farmers took it, I'm going to say farmers took it wrong. They said, oh, no, we can't reduce 30% of our fertilizer program because that would then reduce our yields of whatever crop we're growing, be it vegetables or animal livestock feed, whatever crop they're growing, uh, and it would reduce the outcome of that crop, or the, the, the production of that crop, and they, they really got anxious and upset. And then it took a few weeks before they realized that, no, the government isn't telling them you can't use the fertilizer. It's that the government wants you to search for ways to reduce the emissions from the nitrogen that you put on your crops. So it's, it's not all bad news. Farmers are taking it on the chin as far as climate change is concerned. And uh, it, 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 there's really a lot of things that we've done in the past to... Uh, we've observed global warming for decades. The temperature is rising, the storms are changing, weather patterns are changing, and we've observed that. And most farmers have found ways to deal with it and, uh, you know, create less uh, carbon into the atmosphere. So uh, farmers are on top of it. 
Getting back to mental health of farmers, you know, many would think this is, you you know, uh, you're out in nature, you're away from the hustle and bustle. This is hardly a stressful life, but this is still a business and a business that relies a lot on nature. Talk about the mental health of farmers. The mental health of farmers is connected to, just as you say, the weather. The farmer's out there by himself most of the day. Uh, His workload starts when the sun comes up and quite often doesn't end when the sun goes down. His workload is over across many hours, uh, especially during cropping seasons or uh, calving seasons or lambing seasons, whichever one it's going to be. But on top of his mind in all that are his finances. Okay, is this crop going to be able to be something that I can sell? Is the world going to want this product? Am I going to have a disease in it when it's ready to go, go to market? And am, am I going to lose it? Not only that, but he's got increased cost. The, the products that he's buying to bring into, bring onto his farm or even the machinery he's using, the parts he's using to keep the machinery up to date, all those costs have gone up. Quite often, the truckers bringing it in say, oh, by the way, I have to put on a surcharge on the fuel to bring this into your farm. Well, on the other side, when we ship our products out, they're going to fuel surcharge us again to ship mm. our product out. So we take it on on both ends. We're kind of caught in the middle here into a price squeeze. So there's all the in, increased costs. There's, there's the backlog of parts, as I mentioned. There's the cost of fuel. There's the cost of fertilizer. And on top of that, as I started right off the beginning, the consumer has a demand that, that says, you know, it's got to be perfect produce every time, perfect cut of beef, perfect pork chop, perfect eggs. Everything has to be perfect. And the farmer wants desperately to deliver that. So it's a, big, it's a, it's a very big load on the, on the farmer. Now, being out there alone all day, here we have uh, humans in general, our social creatures, and they like to get together and chat about things. On one side, the farmer's very independent, but we're all, we're all social. And this COVID-19, the, the periods that we've been through for the last couple of years, has you know, made the farmer and the communities so they can't get together and have discussions, have meetings. Lots of times through the winters, there's meetings for farmers to attend, educational meetings, of course. And those things weren't happening, and it was very stressful for the farmers. Larry Davis with us, Ontario Federation of Agriculture, representing Brant Haldeman and Norfolk, uh, talking about today's farmer and what they're going through and the mental health uh, awareness and illness they are experiencing as well. Larry, is uh, thanks, uh, thank you so much for the time at Insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.